If you want to sell your stuff, mm-hmm. you have to let people know you exist. Yeah. And you have to show up in their inbox. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. Hey friends, I want to interrupt the podcast for one second just to talk to you about something. Your sales software shouldn't be a bummer. When you step inside your CRM, you should feel equipped to do your best work. Like you're sitting in the pilot seat with easy to use and powerful controls. And that's the magic of HubSpot Sales Hub. The new Sales Hub is designed to help you win quarter over quarter and year over year. With an intuitive prospecting workspace and AI powered tools that reduce your workload, managing leads is a lot less like manual labor. And closing deals, it's no big deal at all. Wrangle your day-to-day tasks on a seamless platform that make navigating contacts, calls, and analytics easy. Get AI-powered tools like ChatSpot that are tailor-made to be personal assistants for your CRM. Just prompt it to pull up a contact, sum up last week's sales, or research your competitors. By automating steps across the sales pipeline, teams can take back their time and spend it on more impactful tasks like connecting with customers. Close more deals and get on track for your best Q1 yet. Learn about HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. Welcome to another behind the scenes coaching session. Today, you'll hear me speaking with Ashley, founder and owner of Teal Meal. She sells baby products that are sustainable, toxic-free, and eco-friendly. When she came to me, she had a couple of concerns. Her sales were low, averaging around $200 a month. She was also concerned that her product offerings were unfocused and that her messaging just isn't resonating with her audience. She's starting to see traction on her social media and her email list, but there's a lot of friction there and she's starting to feel really overwhelmed. I'm going to help her focus on her bestsellers and see if we can grow her business from there. There's a lot to cover here, so let's get into it. So right now you're feeling like you are everywhere, right? You're kind of feeling a little bit like out of control. I don't know what I'm doing. I have the stuff, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. And is it all bought from other companies? You haven't manufactured any of it? I haven't designed. Yeah, it's from like the manufacturer, but it's not something that I've designed. It's like pick from a product list. Is it all branded teal meal stuff? Yes, like you- I do. I So most of it is branded teal meal. Okay. I do have three products currently from a brand called Pretty Please Teethers who okay. they have like closed their shop, but wanted to like continue their brand on. So I've like some of their 
items were more complementary to what I have. So I brought on a few of her pieces. But all the silicone stuff, people are like, oh, that's it. That we're buying teal meal. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So, I mean, that's, you know, whether we sourced from overseas and, you know, I I was doing this, I was going to start a company for my husband. Mm -hmm. We decided we should not be business partners, especially (laughs) product-based. But we were looking to source overseas the certain Mm -hmm. products that they had already been made, but then sourcing them, curating them. And then eventually, what we wanted to do was label them with the brand name on it. So is your stuff labeled? Yes. Okay, cool. Great. Okay. So then what I want to do is talk about who your ideal customer is. And so what I want you to think about is it's one person. It's like one mom. It's not moms from 25 to 45 that have babies, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. too broad. So for you, who would be your kind of like your target mom that you know where she shops, you know what her day looks like, you know what her fears and worries are, you know, the things that kind of bring her joy. So my ideal would be a mom probably like early thirties, maybe her first child or second, but mom of toddlers, really. Let's decide if it's first okay. mom or second mom energy um, over here. I, I would what say I think. second mom. Oh, it's so funny. I think first. You do. Okay. Okay. Why? Because second, like you might be just reusing the stuff from your True. other kid. Yeah, that, no, that's of, a good point. My sister has a silicone... <laughs> it's the butt cream spatula. Like when I was like, when my kids were little, I used my hand (laughs) like eight years ago. Yep. (laughs) And so she, she has a butt cream spatula. And when she was having her second, I was like, surely you're going to get a new one. She's like, it's dishwashable. I'll just clean it. And I was like, Oh, like of all the things. Right. (laughs) So, okay. So first, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because second time she's kind of like, what do I have left? You know, like, Mm. again, I had a, girl after my boy and my girl was dressed like a boy for the Mm -hmm. first few months because then you get practical and you're like the baby doesn't go anywhere like she just needed pajamas it's okay if she's wearing like a truck on it even though it's always okay if she's wearing a truck but you know what I'm saying yeah I got it so I do think it's more of the first time mom it's the mom who has like the registry yeah you know and she wants all of the things and she Mm -hmm. needs to try all of the pacifiers because she's not sure like her friend told her this one's gonna work but what's gonna end up happening is like it's not going to work. Right. And she's going to have to go through a million other pacifiers and a million other bottles and all the things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and now it's not to say that. So what will probably happen too is as her child grows, if she loves the product, she'll buy the toddler plates, right? Right. And then especially toddler, because I feel like they're in that phase a little bit longer. And then eventually you'll have like two toddlers at some point eating plates. Yeah. That's when she'll go and she'll buy the second round. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be really generalist here. It's not always true, but I'm just going to say pink versus blue. Mm -hmm. I'll go my way. So my son's born, I get the blue stuff and the yellow stuff and all the stuff that I like want to, you know, do with him. Then my daughter, you know, she's got like kind of whatever, we're using some things that are the same. Right. But then as soon as they're both having bowls that they're both aware of and they start to be more aware of their favorite colors and stuff, that's when I might buy the pink bowl. Mm -hmm. And he has the blue ball. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So you're, you'll have, what's cool is like, you're going to have a long-term customer. The more kids she has, she right. may buy more of the older kid products more often or mm-hmm. in multiples than sometimes like the start, the baby, like the baby age, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because m- more of my products are 
for that like toddler stage, I would say. Um, uh, she is interested and searches for items that are eco-friendly, items that can be easily cleaned because everything's like dishwasher safe and microwave safe. And in terms of shopping, I would say like likes to see, likes to buy what her friends are buying or what she sees is influenced by. Maybe there's a version at Target, but wants to like see what else is out there. So shops around a little bit and is environmentally conscious. So wants to find a product that gives back in some way. Okay. Only thing about that, and this is the thing that I think a lot of times people get stuck on, is, well, you have every good intention for what you're going to do with your business and give back and stuff. The only thing that does for a customer is when she's at that buying decision point, mm-hmm. she feels better about herself that she's right. spending the money, Yeah. Oh, but they give back. Yeah. But she's not necessarily always looking... She's not seeking out, I'm only going to buy from a kid's company that gives back. Most right. the majority of people are always as good as they are. They're going to think about their needs first. And then mm-hmm. what's going to help is knowing that they feel better because... And maybe if it was two products sitting in front of them, same price, same product, but you're like, oh, but if I buy from that one, it's going to give back. Mm-hmm. Again, that's kind of the thing that might push them over. Okay, that's helpful. And that's what I was around of what I what I to get back to because I've been really struggling with that was like the initial marketing and did get some traction. Part of that the reason for it got on like good morning the products got on Good Morning America, but it did not create sustaining sales, obviously, which is why I'm here, right? So <laughs> so that is exactly what I've been struggling. Like, is this really a differentiator? Do I go with this in my marketing? So it's helpful that you just said that because that's kind of what I was feeling, but I didn't okay. know if I should speak to that less or if that would hinder me any more than like the few sales I have. <laughs> okay. So I think it's important to them that you are a company on a mission that is doing good in the world. It's not just for capitalism, you know, Mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. not fighting the man. They're like helping another woman do good for other people. Yeah. But it's not going to be the reason. So it's a pillar of your content, right? It's a pillar of the reason they're going to buy from you and not Target Uh potentially because Target is more of a you're walking through the aisle and you're like, these are cute. I'm going to buy these most of the time. Like we less likely go in for something specific unless they're doing like a collaboration, like a Tabitha Brown collaboration. You Mm -hmm. want that. It's more of a convenience play and they move through product quickly. So if they ever had something like what you do, they have it and then they'll do something new, right? If they're doing silicone product, it's going to be this on this season and it completely changes to another silicone. Mm -hmm. The other thing about the eco-friendly aspect for me personally, I almost flip it. So while it is eco-friendly, right? And that's just like a point of like the description and the parts about it. Again, what's in it for them? It's silicone, it's food grade, it's non-BPA, it's not plastics, that kind of thing. Because first, they're going to be more concerned about what they're putting into their baby's body. Mm -hmm. Then they're also going to be concerned about what we're putting into the oceans, for example. Yeah. I wouldn't lead with like the eco-friendly, but I would do like the food grade sil- silicone that are BPA latex lead, phthalates free. Right. So it's all of that kind of like clean, safe products to use. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. I like that clean, safe rather than listing everything out. I mean, you obviously all this around, but what we can do and what you can do is research other brands that are in the market Mm-hmm. That are making stuff that's silicone based. You're not the inventor of this, right? Right, right. This is an iteration that you're doing that you're going to bring to your specific customer. Yeah. But let's go and look at their words that they're using. Okay. You, I want you to know and like that you don't have to reinvent the wheel or reinvent the words. Like a lot of times, people just want you to be practical and tell them what it is. Right. Okay. Operating your business with a set of personal values is great. If more businesses did that, the world would probably be a much better place. But when it comes to attracting customers, factors like donating to charity or environmentalism will always come second to what directly benefits your customers. It's important to do both, but to get them to buy, tell them what's in it for them personally. Okay, next I want to move to your biggest competition? Like who's already in the market crushing it? I would say Mushi is really big. I definitely look up to them for their branding and messaging. They're big though. So some of the times I'm looking at them and thinking like, well, they don't really have to do very much to sell anymore. It's like a lot. It's a very well-known brand and now they're, you know, in Target and things like that. There's Yeah Baby Goods and the other one is lot. Lalo, like L-A-L-O. I'm assuming like how a child says yellow. <laughs> so when I just searched Lalo, it says Lalo makes baby and toddler products you'll be proud to own. We are rethinking the way parents shop for the little ones. And then with Mushi, they said we carefully cur- curate safe, innovative, functional, and stylish baby products. So that's their one-liner. Mm-hmm. And then there's even like people ask, where is Mushi from? Are mushy toys non-toxic? Where are mushy products made? Where are mushy bibs made? So it looks like there's a lot of people that want to know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It says all products are designed in Houston and Sweden by a team of designers. Um, the company utilizes factories in USA, Denmark, Turkey, and Asia. Mm-hmm. So they're not just going to be like made in China, right? Because mm-hmm. that's obviously what I think some of these parents are searching. Right. And so they start with all products are designed in Houston and Sweden by a team of designers led by Mushy, right? So wherever you are, right? Designed in. And then right. it utilizes factories. So it doesn't say it's made in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say China. It says Asia. Asia. Yeah. So you can be very general in that. And then another thing that somebody looked as, as Mushy a clean brand. So they actually are using the word clean in there too. So mm-hmm. we can get into those words later, but I just kind of wanted to. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful. Do a little competitor analysis. Yep. When you're not sure how to communicate your product's value to your customers, taking a quick look at some of the competition that's doing similar things can be really helpful. You're not looking to copy anything, but it's totally fine to get some ideas that get your own business brain into motion. Now we're going to move on to looking at Ashley's bestsellers. I would say my bestseller, just looking at the data, is. Sippy cup, sippy cup top and half moon bowl. So, okay, we know your bestsellers. Are you only selling on your website and how are you getting people to get there? So I'm selling primarily on my website. I have really, I have like one product or two products on Amazon right now. I've just really had a hard time like getting that going. But what's I'm on Amazon? The half moon bowl. And yeah, that's it. So I had... I think it's three half moon bowls on there, but I just haven't pulled it, 
gotten that's okay. together to get and on then there. otherwise the couple hundred dollars you're making a month that's coming through your website yep so it's all through website i haven't sold anything on amazon and um, how do people know to find you like where are they coming from usually from so i have two places where people uh, one is my email list which is pretty stagnant right now but how um, many people 1700 okay that's people a lot on that and then i have my instagram account that i also get a lot of people clicking through and then not necessarily buying right away but like then coming back to the site dir- directly and purchasing and they i think it's like 3375 or something okay so then going back to you and your site so do you have to do pacifiers and like baby products? Where is your sweet spot in age of the kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be really around like six months, I would say, when they start introducing solid food is really the sweet spot. I've been like, yeah, I mean, I would not be sad about <laughs> removing the little the infant like the pacifier side of things it does they don't um, sell a a lot lot of them no i don't yeah and can the silicone mini utensils can six-month-olds use that or Mm -hmm. is that yeah that's like kind of when they're starting to just get familiar with holding something playing with it with food like starting to pick up food there's a little fork and a little spoon but a lot of times it's just getting used to like the holding portion and then kind of really people use like it's more of familiarity and getting and playing with the food and they can like pick it up but it is kind of like part of that baby led weaning where they're just getting like used to textures and that motor skill development okay i'm just gonna go edit through your site to know how we focus then we can talk about how we're gonna sell it okay so i clicked for you i clicked on the zero to six months and so what came up for me were the silicone pacifiers Mm -hmm. The clips, the teether, the utensils, the bibs, and the loveys. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those, with the exception of like the bibs and the utensils, are it's more of oh yes. Okay, so we sold one. (laughs) Because you have the mold and the manufacturer and you know how to make them, it's not to say that down the road, once you get this company on its feet. That you can't bring certain things back. I think pacifiers are hard because like you want proof that a pacifier is going to work. Yeah. So just because you can make a pacifier doesn't mean like you should make a pacifier and everyone's so specific about the pacifier. So pacifiers, I'm cool with you just like not doing, maybe never doing again. Mm -hmm. The loveys, it's a completely different material because the loveys are like, you know, a linen fabric attached to a wood piece. And as cute as they are, same, it's, is it the same manufacturer or is it a different manufacturer? That one is the Pretty Please Teethers. So oh, okay. it's, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not attached cool. to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm good with you dropping those. And then the bibs, we can come back to you because like okay. those can be put in a bundle and people can't buy them individual or something like that. Because those bibs too, they come in like three packs at Target. Right. Yeah. And certain ones people buy are because they have a certain color to it or they become like a fan and that you have that for them. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So then we're going to get to six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. So we've got the silicone cup and the top, the utensils, mm-hmm. the hook bowl, 
Mm-hmm. The bibs, the tea there. Is the tea there yours? The rainbow tea there? Yeah. 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 It's um, not a huge seller though. It's not. Mm-mm. Okay, no. let's drop that. Probably let's drop the pacifier tea there as well. Okay. Yep. The mo- the mod feeder. Yeah, that's that one is also pretty pleased tea there. So I was kind of just test testing it out. Okay. I've only had a few sales with that one. And it's people that have purchased it in the past. Okay. It's, Let's it's, come yeah. back to selling other people's stuff later because yes. that's more money of yours out. Yep. Since you have to buy it from people. And I'd right. rather you establish yourself as a brand. Yes. So really out of the six to 12, we're keeping the plate, the spoons, the bib, the two different bowls mm-hmm. and the sippy cup and sippy cup top. Let's see what you have for 12 to 24. They're the same products, right? For the most part, the only other addition would be the divider plate. Oh, the divider plate. Okay. And then yes. the stacking toy. Right. Yep. The stacking toy. But I really don't have much of that. Perfect. In stock. Because it's not a feeding toy. So right. it's not to eat. So they don't really need that. Do you ever sell the bundle, the mat okay. with the bowl? Occasionally. I sell more of the mini bundle. The more plate, of the way? The, the mini bundle. It's like without the mat. So it's the plate, the utensils, and a bib. Okay. And usually people do that for like a gift. Yep. They don't usually buy it for themselves. 100%. And then we go to 24 to 48 months. And it's the divider and the cups mm-hmm. and the silicone sun plate. Oh, yeah. The sun plate too. That's a good, that one sells pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because those kids, they like to throw their plate on the ground. Yep. I'm like, gotcha, baby. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get rid of toys. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of zero to six. And we're going to mm-hmm. go to being plates and stuff that kids can use. And you said this early on, but it sounds like you have like some sort of knowledge about it, but it's kind of, you were saying baby led weaning. And then you, you were starting to talk about all the things you know about kids learning to feed themselves and stuff. So mm-hmm. do you have an expertise in that? Like, do you? No, I don't. It's more of just like, personal research and then like I have three boys so raising them well you do have an expertise then (laughs) yeah no you maybe you're not trained like a you know like right I don't have like a occupational therapist but like you have it so I like that you have all this knowledge and the knowledge sets the product apart in the way of like when you were talking to me about the little utensils Mm -hmm. for the babies the silicone mini utensils Mm -hmm. You started talking about hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that you are innately saying mm-hmm. that a first-time mom who's going through these phases at first needs the information and the education for her to say like, oh, I want a smarter baby. Right. I'm going to get them these utensils, even if the baby never uses them and throws them on the floor. She feels better about herself that she's introducing the right kind of utensils or toys to her kids. Mm-hmm her child to feel like she's advancing them, right? Like yeah. I lived in New York City. So there's this one kid we were friends with. My my kid was this age and the boy was in Russian, Mandarin, mm-hmm. and English. He couldn't say a word at two and a half because <laughs> he was getting so many languages, you know? So there's those parents that want their kid to really like advance at a young age. And then there's the parents that are like, use your hands, I don't care. Right. And that right. might be the second, third kid mom too. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I do want you to lean into the education or the stuff that you actually don't realize that you know so innately, but you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's another thing that you will be helpful to moms 
mm-hmm. by giving them that information. We love talking about bestsellers at The Product Boss and for good reason. Knowing your bestsellers allows you to streamline your marketing, your messaging, and your product lineup. When you're selling too many things, it can get overwhelming to potential customers. They don't know who your product is for or what they should buy. And ordering lower quantities of multiple products makes manufacturing costs go up. So don't be afraid to drop products that aren't selling and really focus in on the ones that work. So you wanted a clear strategy to focus and build. And the three things you wanted to talk about were growing organic traffic and converting. I receive a lot of traffic when I run ads, but few to no conversions. Then you want to talk about where do I focus? Sippy cups and tops are my bestsellers, but really want to promote subscription box. And three would be lead gen, struggling to build an email list and gain traction. I have 1,700 people on my list, but recently there's been low engagement, approximately 45% open rate, but very low click-through rate. Yeah. I I hear you on that. (laughs) So you're right now making about $200 a month year Mm -hmm. to date. And we're in September, you've made $1,300, but you would love to be making $5,000 a month and about $60,000 annually. Yeah. I mean... Long-term limit, goal is we'll much more there. than that, but yeah, I want it to be like realistic and not be overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But um, actually, this month I've actually made like 320. So amazing. This is, a, <laughs> this is a better month. Why don't we focus on how do we get to a thousand dollar month? Okay, and then a two thousand dollar month, mm-hmm. right? Instead of you feeling like holy moly, I have no idea how to scoop up all the humans to get five thousand right. dollars a month. We'll work there, but let's try and get you from. <clears throat> a $200 a month to $1,000 a month, that would be a really big yes. jump. Yeah. And you'll kind of start to see what works. And then when you start to see what works, you can kind of double down on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So who runs your ads and what are you spending and what's all that looking like? So I've only done ads a couple of times. I've done them myself just okay. based on like tutorials. I've really just done engagement type ads. Like what are they called? Like viewability ad or visibility mm-hmm. ads. I've boosted some posts which get like traffic, but then I switch to like, maybe I shouldn't just boost posts because I don't get a lot of sales from the boost posts. It really is like vanity metrics yeah. on my in, on Instagram. We so, all have some views though, I'll tell you. I know. <laughs> so I switched to just, okay, like, okay, I'm going to do the Facebook ads and try it out. So I did one campaign where I ran two different ads for six days. a day for was my spend. And one ad was a video and it was basically me with a placemat. And then I would put the like base, what products to use for different stages, like four to six months then switch them out six to nine months or whatever that did really well. And I got a lot of clicks, like click-throughs. I ran another one that was more of like tip-focused, did terrible. Okay. <laughs> really didn't what get about any. This, um, you have a, a reel on Instagram that's the one with like the kids eating. Mm-hmm. It has your most views. Yeah. I have not run that one. You have a few that are in the three to five to 6,000. Yeah. The one, those are most likely promote boosted. The okay. one that I did not boost is... Wait... Um, it's a sippy cup one and it got like 10,000 views last year. I've ran it a couple other times just with a different main image, like front image. 
and it's done okay. And I've ran it without just to see like how do people or I posted it without just to see if it got the same amount of views. When, okay, I ran it in September 8th, 2022. So it's like way down. That one received the most ever. And that was, yeah, like 10,000. Did you use Suna Studios or who took your photos and did the stop motion? I did the stop motion, some of the stop motion. The It was not Suna. It was like a separate... A but you used another company? Yeah, I've primarily used another company. I've used like the kids, the one that you just held up that I hired a photographer for. But some of the other photos are mine. Just, okay. I just You have great aesthetic. What I really actually love, which you kind of moved away from was the teal background. Okay. You're still establishing this brand and the teal background with all the colors on top, kind of having the teal, then for me is like a trigger in my eyes that it defines your brand as different than. And like, what's also interesting to me is the bright color that is used as the background, like even the pink one Uh with the popcorn, but then the neutral in front, right? So the product is neutral, the background is bright. Yeah, and it stops me. It like stops the scroll. So, okay. I wonder if there's a level of you trying to incorporate more teal, of more of that blue, so that teal mail stick the the name mm-hmm. sticks in my head because I see teal the color. I remember your name, and then anytime I see an image, even if your stuff is super neutral, the bright is like the differentiator. Because if yeah. we think about the people you see that are competition, so mushy is very neutral. Yes. So like they have the same kind of color products, but they're that kind of whitewash Instagram Pinteresty house where everything's like in neutrals and everything's just like kind of dull. Yeah. And if you follow what's happening in like architecture and homes right now, they're actually going bright and wild. Yeah. I do really want that. Like when you land on the website and when you see the imagery that it's like joyful and fun, like that's the vibe that I want to... Okay. kind of give out. So I would be, yeah, I I can definitely start moving in that direction because I think that, yeah, that does work more with Even with brand. Lalo, right? So Lalo mm-hmm. is navy blue mm-hmm. with a lot of white. Mm-hmm. So it does look Scandinavian or like the kind of house like you will never allow your child to have like slime yes. or juice, <laughs> right? Yep. So where I see the differentiator, even if your products are the same, is the mom... Is she like that hybrid? I just think the color and even using the ocean mm-hmm. and the way that the ocean looks and mm-hmm. the picture that you have of like the ocean with the turtle. And there is mm-hmm. this level of bright there. Yeah. And it is kind of the idea of like, you're using very natural colors, like colors that can be found in nature. So mm-hmm. the nature part, like when you see the colors that feel more things that are made in nature and not as synthetic, then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the parent looks at it and they're like, Oh, it must be safe because it's so natural looking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like the colors that you're doing, like the neutrals? I don't mind them, but I also don't... I feel like I'm trying to get to a place, but I'm not quite there. (laughs) I'm not there. So I'm definitely willing to shift and play around with different colors and see how that goes. What are your minimums? Let's say you wanted to come out with a new color or something like mm-hmm. that. What are the minimums for your factory? It's I haven't ordered a new product in a really long time. So I believe it was around like 150. Okay. So not bad. No, not bad. Okay. 
So I think what I would say is if and when you do create more product, I actually want you to get a logo or an icon or something that like I look at it and no matter what people on Amazon make, Mm -hmm. it has like your official stamp. And when you take the photo, I can see it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what I need to do because I have those like the plates in the middle of the plate is the logo teal meal. But see how up here has yeah, and there's this brand before. Pressed, it's like out. I don't know what. Yeah, it's it's like a embossed. Yeah, it's not embossed, but it's out. Yeah, right. And the ones that I what I have is it's in. It's like pressed in. So maybe I need to switch it so it's more visible, like in photography. I don't know. I think it depends on what the mold. They might have to change the mold, and I don't have to have pay like from new mold fees. Yeah, but at least have the photo or ask them. Just kind of talk about it. But if anything, when you do the photography, that the photographer or you captures the thing Mm -hmm. that we want them to capture. Mm -hmm. So by seeing all these hook bowls, I'm also not convinced that you should do hook bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can go get a six pack on Amazon for $14.99. So I'll never buy them. No. From you. Yeah. That must be the manufacturer. (laughs) I can't even buy them for that much six of them for that much from the manufacturer with shipping <laughs> yeah yeah look at this one it also has it yeah. raised instead of so you can ask them what that's yeah. going to look like i know it feels like we're getting like deeper and deeper into the problem but we will come out with a solution okay no. okay yeah i'm like oh no but i All mean right. i i know there's so much out there and it is really like at this point like what is I don't know. You'll probably get it. Actually, can we dig into your price? Because you just brought that up. So what is the pricing? So you order 150 units. Is it one color or you can order a multicolor in 150? One color. One color. Mm -hmm. So let's just go with a couple of your bestsellers. So the sippy cup and the top. Yeah. Like how much does it cost? Yeah. And if you have it landed, like do you also add in the duties and landed to you, to your door? Yeah. So I don't have... I have not had to reorder the sippy cup in top because I got okay. a ton of them, but the cost for the cup is $1.75 and the top, because I have a sheet in front of me, is also $1.75. So then it's like a it's at like close to a 70% increase, but it does include like the shipping of the actually getting the product to me. The $1.75 does? No, that it does, does not. not. Okay. Yeah. I usually add about 20%. That could be over. Okay. But let's just for the cost sake, $1.75 times 20%. So it's another 35 cents. And then do you do anything? Does it come prepackaged that like it's ready to ship or you have to pull them out and like do something with them? I pull them out. And right now I have a very simple packaging, but that's another thing that I would like to improve on. I just haven't. I just haven't done that yet. Have you um, ordered from your competitors? No. My husband okay. was asking me the same thing. <laughs> I would order from a couple of your competitors the similar okay. products. Okay. And see how they come packed. Because if you're already paying $1.75 and then you're paying, you know, duty and all that, mm-hmm. if and when you go back into production, I want to see like, can they prepack them for you? Okay. So however your bigger competitors are having them, I don't know if they're coming in boxes and poly bags. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what they're coming in. Yeah. But order a couple things from competitors. Yeah. And then just see how does it arrive okay. to you. 
Mm-hmm. And then you can always countersource that with your manufacturer and ask them to send it prepackaged. And you really just get to get the boxes. And when you get the orders, like you pull them and you pack them. Like you don't yeah. have to repackage because that's labor. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I know we're really getting into the nitty gritty details here, but that's what we're all here for, right? The details matter when you're building a product-based business. From ideal customers, bestsellers, product photography, branding, costs, and pricing, it's a lot to juggle. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, so it is podcast recommendation time. And this month, I am so excited to share Latinx in Power, hosted by Teisa Fernandez and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Latinx in Power is a podcast that features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America and the Caribbean. Having the perspective of Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields is so invaluable. And they're aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives. And I don't know about you, but I love to listen to podcasts that interview leaders in different industries because you never know what nugget of advice you can pick up and apply to your own business. So I really love this recent episode titled From Legos to Microsoft with Pablo Veramendi. Pablo is the director of audience evangelism at Microsoft. Yes, the Microsoft. And in this episode, Pablo discusses his Hispanic identity, passion for building communities through technology, and insights on the future of technology. And he even teased some upcoming projects at Microsoft. Listen to Latinx in Power wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just want to jump in real quick and tell you that we are actually hosting a free workshop series called The Product Boss's Guide to Your Best Year Yet, where we're going to share some of our best tips and tricks for you to have your breakthrough year in 2024. So if you want to learn more about it, just head to the show notes. We've got a link to sign you right up. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. All right. So the first thing that I want you to do is we're going to go to your manufacturers and we're going to say, at what amount is there another price break? Is it 300 units? Is it 500 units? Is it just 200? Because if we were going to get competitive with your customers Mm -hmm. or with your um, competitors and we were going to like kind of 
work our way backwards. So if we can go back to your manufacturers as you're thinking about doing this Mm -hmm. and see like at what point can you get the divider plate from them at with landed? So like with the 20% potentially Mm -hmm. at around like $4.40. Okay. That's with that 20% added. So something less. Or what you do is just go by the math and say like, how can you get them to drop it like 50 cents? And then your bib, you should be 1364. You're selling it for 1299. Okay. So same with the bib. How can he knock off or they knock off like 50 cents per item? Because that 50 cents adds an additional $2 to your end cost at least, right? Yeah. So if we can bring down 50 cents in cost, we can bring down all prices by two bucks, which is significant between 18 to 20 Yep. 12, you know, to 14 or 15. And those are these like little minor numbers we're working with to make Mm -hmm. it happen. And then from the sippy cup perspective, you're selling them for 10.99 and we said they were 210 landed. So it actually puts you $8.40 for the cup. Okay. So I'm like pretty high with that one. You're yeah, you're definitely higher. And then for example, Mushy's selling 12.99 for two cups. And Lalo is two cups for $12.50. So it's kind of the same concept with the cups. Technically, the cost would have to be about $3.13 for two, which puts us at like $1.50, $1.60 per cup. Yep. You're at about $2.10 with the 20% added. So okay. again, it's kind of that $0.50 cents drop. So mm-hmm. I'd love for you to just go back and find out the units you need to get the 50 cents off-ish. And if he's like, we could never do it, then fine. But they will tell you they can. They will give you the numbers. And then I want you to go back in and I want you to cost your products as if you were like at the next tier. Okay. Up, and then see it. Because what happens when people are like startups or they're just starting out in the market, it's always going to cost us more per unit. Yeah. You know, unless you're fully funded and you're like, you've got all the people to sell to. Typically, you're going to be buying less units and it's going to cost you more per unit. So we can't price the product at that higher cost amount because mm-hmm. it, it's not feasible. So if you can go and you can get like another tier or tier up and be like, okay, I know that when I start to sell, I will make better margins. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm going to price according to that because that's going to be like what the market can bear. Right. And where this doesn't work is sometimes people have like really like... They want to make something and there's no way it'll ever go lower to hit the price point they think, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not possible. So then they have to really reconsider like, I don't know, let's just say you're coming out with really super cool, I don't know, a diamond bracelet. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but I want to sell the diamonds for $150. Like there's no way you'll ever be able to price it that low. So that's an unreasonable thing. What you're doing right. is super reasonable because it's just a unit game. So I think I'd like to see you shift to what your competitors are doing. So dinner cups, you can get in a set of two okay, or four. You can't buy them individually. Mm-hmm. Even your lids would be interesting to do like a two-pack or a four-pack. Yep. And they could be the same matching colors to the cups, right? So then I know mm-hmm. I can just buy the two lids and the two cups. I would be interested in seeing what it would be like if you sold the lid and the cup together. Mm-hmm. I think... I want to see bibs sold in packs. They're selling them for $30, right? So that's going to automatically start to double your revenue for the people who are buying because it's raising your average order value. And that's right. like one of the number one things you can do. Yeah. You're also making it easier for them because like having me pick between all the cups and all the colors and I don't know what I want, right? But I might be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get two of the green, two of the pink. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have like this cute pink and green combo. 
This tip has come up before, and that's because it's such a no-brainer. Bundling products raises your average order value, reduces decision fatigue for your customers, and increases the perceived value of your products. And it's so simple to implement. Try it in your business this week and see if it works for you. I think for you to go through these, look at the products you're going to continue with and say, okay, they're selling these as individuals. We'll keep that individual. We'll keep the bowls individual. We'll stack the cups. Mm -hmm. We'll double the bibs. You could do a cup lid unit, like a skew that you put them together. Because I think for me, that's my biggest issue with your thing is that if I am buying for a six to 12 month old, I'm never going to buy the cup. Yeah. I want a sippy cup. Right. But for me to think about sippy cup top, that's like, oh, I'm just going to add that to cups I have. Right. Or you don't have what I need, Mm -hmm. which I need a sippy cup. Yeah. So if you show instead the basil cup with the basil lid together and you sell that as, you know, the best selling sippy cup bundle. And then also, though, I could buy the packs and I could buy the individuals. Okay. Just a question about confusion as well, because I started to build out a product draft product where it's instead of having each individual color as its own like page doing what Mushi does and have the the tabs that yeah yeah, like what are those called those circles is it would show less products on my site but I personally think as a user experience I like to be able to just click through and see things but I don't I wanted your thoughts on like what you think about that switching to... I prefer it. Okay. So if we think about your site and it looking like there's less, if we go to the front page of a site, they have the products, they tell you best sellers, and they let you pick usually between the categories and then whatever they want to like push or talk to you about, right? So obviously this brand has other things that they're pushing. Yeah. You can go look at Lala's home. They're pushing a Labor Day sale. They're selling furniture. Yes, they so. let you pick between mealtime, playtime, bath time, which you're not doing. Mm-hmm. But same thing, like all the products are not on the homepage. And then I have to go navigate my way to try and buy. So first I can go from mealtime, playtime, or bath time. Mm-hmm. Then I have to pick, am I going for a high chair, a booster, tableware and bibs, mealtime accessories, bundle and save, which I like that bundle and save. Yeah. Because that right there is like, they're selling kits and every mom wants to bundle and save. So that could be a cool one for you. Mm-hmm. So... For yours, if we go to your site, I don't actually know 100% what you sell immediately uh-huh. in the way of yeah. what are your best sellers. So right. she's adorable with a bib and a teether. So do you sell bibs and teethers? Mm-hmm. But you're telling me your best sellers are the mealtime things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would be great if like this was going towards whatever you wanted to push, or it was mm-hmm. that image from your Instagram that has like the blue with like the products, you know, mm-hmm. a moving image. And then as it drops down, it goes into customer favorites or bestsellers. And then we can talk about the map of like where you move them through. This also gets hard for me because I have to click on so many places to see what you have. Right. Feeding. Okay. Right. Mushy has what's new, bestseller, Mm -hmm. shop. And then I can do shop all. And I can just go to feeding. Mm -hmm. And it's not all the things. And then it brings feeding for me. But then I can price here. Right. Or if you were just feeding, it'd be like cups plates or shop ball or, you know, yeah, thinking about your category. So that's the first place I would say on your site that I'd love the homepage to be, we'll go over that in an audit, but like clearer. Mm -hmm. And then it was easier for me to navigate here. Then I go to feeding 
And instead of you worrying about not having a lot of stuff, nobody has time to comb through all this. Right. Yeah. So just show me like your best sellers, your essentials or your kits. Yeah. And then if I'm like, I'm sold on this half moon bowl. And then it's the same thing as like these where it has a little color swatches yeah. down below. So I know, oh, it comes in these colors more and more. I got to click. And then I see it. So the first color that they're pushing is sage. So it's like product with lid, product in use. This is them kind of like showing you a pack, even though you can't buy it, but they're just kind of showing you something that's like, oh, oh that's cute. I need mm-hmm. more of that. And then I hate all the colors in one. Yeah. And then if I click over to their lilac color, similar. Oh, that's how it comes packaged. The product in use again, where it's like this, it's not always the stage, but at least the in use product is a yeah. different one than the last one I looked at. So yeah, I like it this way. And you have to think busy mom doesn't have a ton of time, wants to get something done. How does she get it done? You're going to make it easy. She clicks on the product she's visually attracted to. If you're telling me Sage is really popular. Mm-hmm. The other thing though I want to say is that people buy what they see. So mm-hmm. even though Sage is popular, have all of your products show at least one color as the first image. So what that means is don't do all Sage as like the first image and they have to click through to see the other colors. You can see here yeah. they have a Sage, but then they show a cup in blue. Mm-hmm. And then they show a cup in this like oatmeal color. Mm-hmm. That way, like I can see different products in different colors and I can kind of make a decision like, oh, I really like the blue. I really like the green. And then I figure out the product. I'm like, okay, I really think I like the sippy cup. And then I can kind of see, but don't have all of your shop all images the same color. You can see here how important it is to consider your customers in every decision you make, whether it's pricing, images, bundles, product variations. I want you to always be asking yourself, what is going to make my customer's life easier? So now we're going to get into, I think if you clean up your site, mm-hmm. I think if you make it really clear of what I'm buying and you're raising your average order value because we're going to do some bundles, mm-hmm. the conversion is going to go up. Okay. I don't want you to worry about your subscription box. Okay. Because I don't know that they need a subscription box. Okay, probably maybe the bundles is more of the direction. Yeah, I'd rather you go in the direction of problem solving because like you said, a lot of stuff that people buy are gifts. Mm -hmm. So either you're going to have moms that come because they're like, oh, that's that feeding company. That's that company that Mm -hmm. like does baby led weaning and whatever. Or it's going to be, I love this. I'm registering for it. And it's, you're giving me my all-in-one bundle, right? Like, and then it's a better gift. And then the bundles can be at different prices because people either want to spend like a $25 gift, a $50 gift, you Mm -hmm. know, 75, a hundred, like people, it's important to them what they're spending. Right. Then these friends that do bundle and save shop the perfect bundle for your bundle of joy, get our best selling products bundled together for savings, right? So bundle and save. So all this is about saving. Okay. The viral content, some of the pillars of content that you're going to do are going to be baby led weaning, food, using utensils, hand-eye motor coordination, that kind of stuff. And then the solution to that is buying your product versus you trying to sell an aesthetic. Yeah. And competing with people who are already out there. Long-term, you can compete in that way, but we'll start, we'll test Mm -hmm. and try this way because it feels like an easier way in. So let's talk about lead gen and traffic. I think some blogs using the SEO module on Multistream Machine and keywords will be helpful for you to start to lead people to your product from a backdoor. The blogs are never like, 
I am now a blogger. They're right. just informational. And there are a few ways, like we teach you how to do the research and the keyword research mm-hmm. and all that. And you'll find the ones that you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. Like it's a lead in. So super aside, but for my business, I had found that a really like successful blog idea and other people did really well with the traffic and all the ways we searched the keywords was fashion trade shows. So I just created a blog with a list of fashion trade shows for 2000 and whatever, 20, mm-hmm. 2021, whatever year it was. And just did it. I ranked number one or like like number one through three of looking up trade shows. Interesting. So then people who are looking at fashion trade shows, well, I'm not a trade show. They're like, what is this consulting company that helps you start up your fashion brand? Right. Because if they're looking for fabric, they might also be looking and thinking, how am I going to make this? Yeah. Same thing with like, I used to say like helping you build a brand from the ground up. Mm-hmm. For general people, they're not thinking I'm going to build a brand. They're thinking I want to start a clothing line. So right. then I also switched my keywords to like <clears throat> how to start a clothing line and then did a blog on how to start a clothing line mm-hmm. and then went and like created it. So now, especially with like AI and chat GPT and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it, it can, you'll figure out what you want to do for it. Yeah. You'll gather the information and then you could even have ChatGPT do it. And then you go back in and you kind of do the headlines and you do the backlinks and the interlinks and all the things that we teach in there, but it won't right. be that hard. And you could do four or five and just stop at that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's long-term. So that's like a yeah. 90 days to see that work. Mm-hmm. So don't get overwhelmed. Like that does not have to be the thing you do first, but I do mm-hmm. think that could be something you do. Okay. Then and for then- the lead gen, I want you to think about 10 people you can collaborate with. Okay. And so all these people that you're chatting with and stuff, mm-hmm. I want you to think, can we do a collaboration? Can we do a giveaway? Can we do a Instagram live? And not just do it once, do it a few times, right? From that Instagram live, can you get some of the stuff that they said and turn that into topics? Can you email your list and say, hey, I'm going live tomorrow with expert blah, blah, blah on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Click this link to join us. And then... You get that and then you can take the video or parts of it and then you can say, hey, did you miss it? Like, go watch it. Mm-hmm. These are three of the things we talked about. Okay. So when you start to email your list, I think what I'd love to do is, do you have a welcome series? Yes. Okay. So you have your welcome series, which maybe you'll go back into and you'll say like, why well, it's helpful. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Here's your discount. Then you're, if you're only going to send weekly emails, there's going to be the e emails that are like, new um, bundles, right? Mm -hmm. New kits, new whatever, or like the green mealtime kit or meal, just like they're not going to eat basil, but like you show the basil color of the new color. Right. So there's the e-com emails. And then every so often you could do an email that's like a, we do our hot tips, but like a feeding tip of the week or like a mom joke of the, you know, like there could be Mm -hmm. something connection. If you want, otherwise I would just lean on straight up e-com emails. Okay, okay. Because you're saying that you're emailing your list, they're opening it, but they're not clicking. Right. And it could also be the kind of email you're sending. Yeah. It's been a combination of... the. If I do an e-com email, I will get a, like one sale from there. And then I have tried a couple tips, but I don't... But I think I just need to... I think it's just a little dry, honestly. I think I just need to like make it more of 
the personality of the brands that I would like it to be like more joyful, like I was saying, joyful and fun and not so just like, here are some tips. One, two, three, four, add a little more storytelling to it is I think that's one thing that would help. But yeah, I, I, that's what I've done, but I haven't been very consistent. That's what I need to just like put a schedule on my calendar. This is, these are when I'm sending them and then be consistent. If you want to sell your stuff, mm-hmm. you have to let people know you exist. Yeah. Right. And you yeah. have to show up in their inbox. You have to. So consistent is hard when you're like, oh, I need to send an email Wednesday. I'm going to write it on Tuesday. Right. Because then you're living off of this sort of whatever. If you can batch and say, yeah, we're in the first week of September. Mm-hmm. So let's say it was last week. Mm-hmm two weeks ago, like by the 15th, on the 15th of every month, you're batching out four emails for the Mm -hmm. following month. So you've got the first, second, third, fourth week of the month done, unless it's a five-week month. And so, you know, every middle of the month, there is a day that you're going to plan your promotions Mm -hmm. for the next month because promotions are what you're selling. So week one is like, we're going into September. It's back to school. People are buckling down. It's going to be after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. So it might go into that like everyday essentials or like lunchtime at home because these kids are, they might be in daycare, but we're talking about home eating. Right. So you may for a couple of weeks in September be leaning into showing like the whole setup on the table. Like, oh, I need all of that. If you wanted to move sippy cups, you can move sippy cups. So you're going to think about what do I want to push each week? And your website Home image will reflect what you're selling in your email and the content you're posting on your social media will also reflect what's happening in your email. So all roads are leading to selling two or four packs of cups. Mm -hmm. All roads are leading to selling basil, the basil color. And so if you can plan that out and you create a calendar, okay, I want to focus on this week. I want to focus on that this week. It will help you focus. Your customers will know what you're pushing. Mm And then all of your content can evolve around that one thing. Then as you start to get into the October time, right? That's when you might lean into those fall colors. Like it could be like fall y'all starts to happen in September. Pumpkin spice and everything nice. You know, it could be like your pinkish orange color. Yeah. Or your orange. You start to play on the culture. So people are talking about pumpkin spice lattes already. Yeah. And then you could do like the... You had that really pretty Christmas layout. Mm -hmm. So it could be the Thanksgiving table for kids, right? Or call it the kitty table for holidays or festive. And that's where you start to move into because now it moves away from like just the stuff I need for my house and more into the thing I want, which is like, I want to feel festive and I want to be like pumpkin spice everywhere. And I want to decorate my house with like all the things. And I'm also going to now be like, I don't need another plate, but oh, cute. Right. I need that pumpkin spice color. Mm -hmm. I need the green pumpkin look that they have going on there. That's so cool and fresh for me to have like my kids table setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then you do it. So that's a little bit of like that messaging when you're doing it, that they feel like wherever they look, they know what you're selling. Yeah. And if you do collaborations with people or partnerships and you get in front of their audience, you do collaborated emails or they're a guest blogger for you and then they push it. I think all of that is going to start to bring people. And then when they get to your site, they know what they need to buy. Like it's a clear conversion point and a clear customer journey. So how can we kind of wrap this in a way that you feel like you have a clear 
action plan or that you feel like you got your questions answered or where can I help give you some more clarity? Yeah, no, I feel like you answered a lot of my questions in terms of focus and like trimming down product. I guess the only thing to round out the conversation, because I wrote down a ton of steps, uh, like a ton of things that I just need to like organize into steps (laughs) of what to do. How can I help you set a plan of committing to yourself that you will be more consistent? I think that I I need to well I like the idea of the by the 15th of each month like how you said that too because I wrote that down to ha- batch my content and I think that setting like dates for me is really helpful okay to be able to do that so I think just you using that recommendation so what will, if it was like yeah. week 1 of the month before Mm-hmm. you started planning out what you want to sell that next month, right? Because we're in September week one. Yeah. So while, yes, you're going to kind of scramble and figure out for September, but you have a lot of work to do. So there's right. also like a, don't worry about getting sales tomorrow. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Well, let's say right now we're in week one of September, you're thinking of October and you're thinking mm-hmm. week one, two, three, four, five, I think, because it's a long um, month. Obviously we're not going to be selling Halloween on Halloween that last <laughs> week. Yeah. Right. Instead, actually, you could do a Halloween sale if you wanted. But up until that, at least on week one and week two, maybe week three, as long as you knew you could ship in time, you're doing kind of like pumpkin ish, mm-hmm. Halloween ish. It doesn't have to be full Halloween, it can be part of it. And you're pushing those colors and you're pushing the theme of Halloween. And then you could think, like, okay, what am I going to push this week, this week, this week, and this week? Yep. So if in the first week of every month, you plan out what you want to do. And let's say in the second week, you batch the marketing materials you need. You're like, okay, I need to get four emails up because I know what I'm selling in each week. I need to create my graphics on Canva. Do you need to take photos? Because you can do them yourself. Now, if you think that you need more time, yeah, you can do the, the second week of like creating the content or need photos, whatever. And like, let's say by the third week, maybe you use second and third week to flesh it out. I don't know how long you need. Yep. And then you get them scheduled. Like, can you by the third week actually just pop them in and have them scheduled in Clavio Mm -hmm. to go out on the dates you want them to go out on? So if you could just batch your weeks, knowing your cadence, knowing your time, then it's easier to be like, oh, week one, I got it. Let me just sit down and spend the time thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. In longer term, things that are going to take you longer might also be for like the foresight to thinking, okay, now that's October and I'm coming to Thanksgiving. Can I do any collaborations during, let's say November mm-hmm. with different food people on Thanksgiving for toddlers, Thanksgiving for babies, like Thanksgiving meals that you could make that your toddler will eat. Mm-hmm. How to make your baby feel like they're included in the dinner table. You know, thinking about that. And then if maybe you're thinking about collaborations or partnerships or blogs or whatever, because that's going to need more time. Right. Maybe that's a couple months before. And then you also are spending time on that outreach. So who are 10 people I can collaborate with to try and push for like the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like the holiday time. And just think like you'll make the outreach and maybe it'll be a couple of people, but it's a couple more people than zero. Right. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I think you have a great product. I think manufacturing, I think you've got everything set up. And then for you yourself, if you feel like you're a, are you a visual person? Yeah. Yeah. You may want to create like your own vision board of like Mm -hmm. your ideal avatar 
or your vision for what you stand for. Like if it's something that you have to look at and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I do. Because mm-hmm. for me, sometimes I have so many ideas and thoughts and like something new will come. I'm like, oh, we should try that. Yeah. And I lose mm-hmm. all the stuff that worked. All right. I think you have a really good foundation under you. I would love for you to try and think I need to get $50 average order values. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to make five orders a week? Okay. <clears throat> And if you're not hitting it, you try something else and you try Mm -hmm. something else. The other side of this is growing your email list, which when you do the collaborations, you want to grow your email list. If you do a freebie download or whatever, you can ask people on social media for their email address. You have a link for them to sign up and give them a reason to sign up right? so that we can go from that 1700 also and start to grow the list too. So another goal could be like, how do I get 20 new people a week on my email list. So you get 80 to hundred people a month. Yeah. Okay. And set yourself just realistic goals. Like they're stretched because of where you're starting from, but they're not the worst. You're not like, Oh crap, I can't do that. Right. And also if you don't hit five sales next week, that's fine. You're going to work. Let's get you one sale. Right. Then go to two, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. This was great. Thank you so much. We covered a little bit of everything in this call, didn't we? Ashley has a lot to do, but she doesn't have to do it all at once. Some key takeaways that you out there listening can apply to your business are bundling products to raise your average order value, cleaning up your website to make your best sellers clear to your ideal customers, and looking at your competition to streamline your ideation. Building a business is complicated, but I know you can do it. And if you want help along the way and to make 2024 your best year ever, All you have to do is visit theproductboss.com slash best to sign up for our free masterclasses. We cannot wait to see you in there. All right, my friends, remember, action takers are money makers, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.